Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. Hurricane season is upon us, so in a few moments, we're going to get some tips on what to do if a natural disaster strikes before or while you're on vacation. Plus, we're going to talk about river cruises with travel writer Alona Kiremski about the christening cruise she took recently on the new Avalon Envision and how she got to meet and hang out a bit with the author of the book Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the godmother of the Avalon Envision, by the way. Plus, later on in our podcast, we'll take a trip up Grouse Mountain to check out a few of their summer activities. But first, as we mentioned, speaking of summer, we're in the middle of hurricane season, which begs the question, what do you do if a natural disaster strikes before or while you're on vacation. So to help us answer that question, we're joined now by Dan Keon. He is the Vice President of Alliance Global Assistance Canada. Their website is travelinsurance.ca. Hi, Dan. Hi, Randy. Two scenarios we want to uh, talk about. One, uh, well, both involving uh, trip and cancellation insurance, because it seems to me if you have that, it really solves a lot of problems when it comes to uh, interrupting your uh, trip and that. But uh, the first occurs before you leave, and the uh, second uh, um, uh, scenario is when you're at your destination. Let's talk about before you leave, why it's important to have trip and interruption insurance, especially now during hurricane season. Sure. Uh, so, Randy, usually Canadians have a pretty good handle on the fact that they should have some form of medical insurance when they travel, but they may not be aware of other types of travel insurance plans that, that uh, they can purchase to help protect their trip. So the ones you're referencing um, tend to be referred to as trip cancellation, which, as you mentioned, is if you need to cancel your trip before you leave. And another type of benefit is trip interruption, is, which is if you need to interrupt your trip after you've left but before you've returned home. So for trip cancellation coverage, um, typically plans will have a list of covered reasons that are eligible reasons for you to cancel your trip um, as a result of. Uh, given that we are now sort of fully in hurricane season, we have Hurricane Barry uh, mm-hmm. in force as we speak, um, the key is for travelers to make sure that they get the travel insurance and specifically trip cancellation insurance whenever they're booking their trip. What, what people tend to assume sometimes is that they can wait until, say, a hurricane pops up at their destination and think, okay, well, I should get insurance because I may have to cancel. The problem with that is that uh, as soon as a hurricane is named, it becomes what's considered a known event. And your insurance is intended for unexpected events, things that, you're, you know, that may happen, mm-hmm. but you don't know for a fact will happen. So by getting your insurance in advance, you're protecting yourself from a whole range of risks that may be covered by the policy. Um, But if you wait until the hurricane is named, it's at that point too late. And if you did try to file a claim on a policy you bought after the hurricane was named, you you very likely wouldn't be covered for it. Mm -hmm. So it's really a timing issue. Um, The other other thing to keep in mind there, too, is to never really assume what situations or, or assume that all situations may be covered by the policy you're purchasing. So, you know, we fully appreciate being in the industry that the policy wording can seem daunting um, and probably the last thing that people want to do whenever they're heading out on a fun trip is read a travel insurance policy. But (laughs) at a minimum... You should be looking through the covered reasons that are listed for trip cancellation, just so you know the full range of situations that may be covered, but also ones that may not be covered so that you don't find yourself expecting to have mm-hmm. you know, coverage, say, for hurricanes, but then find out that it's not actually listed as a, as a covered benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay, now the other scenario is uh, when you're at your destination, 
and say uh, Hurricane Barry shows up or a tropical storm or some other uh, natural disaster, uh, if you have your trip interruption insurance, that that saves a a lot of headache, doesn't it? It does. Um, Trip interruption um, benefits will typically provide you with a one-way economy airfare back to uh, back to your home. Um, now, if your flight is transferable, uh, it can just cover simply the cost to change your ticket. But if it's a non-transferable ticket, then it would allow you to purchase a new ticket. It can also provide benefits if you have uh, prepaid for certain things like, say, accommodations or excursions that you can no longer do as a result of needing to come home early. So it's a really helpful benefit to have in place. Um, and it will have, again, just like trip cancellation, a list of covered situations. And that can range from medical emergencies. So, you know, you're on a hiking trip and you break your leg. Well, you're probably not going to want to continue your hiking trip. Mm-hmm. If your doctor recommends that you need to go home, then you um, would have a benefit then to come home if that was a covered reason. Um, the key thing, of course, in those situations, especially as it relates to hurricanes, is to um, to you know stay in touch with local authorities as far as um, what you need to do to be safe, as far as um, whether that be shelter or getting away from the coastline. Um, you'll also want to, of course, get in touch with your travel agent if you book through a travel agent to find out what your options are for getting mm-hmm. home early. Usually there will be you know, plans for evacuation flights um, before a storm hits. Um, from a travel insurance perspective, you know, if you are able to and have time, it's good to contact your travel insurance provider, let them know about your situation and just confirm that you have the benefits. And either way, just make sure you're keeping all of your receipts um, so that if you, you know, need to change your flight or if you are incurring expenses as a result of the interruption, you have all those all those receipts available whenever you need to file your claim when you get home. Mm-hmm. Well, good advice. Always great advice. Uh, people can find out more information at travelinsurance.ca. Dan Keon is the uh, Vice President of Allianz Global Assistance Canada. A uh, wealth of information, Dan. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity, Randy. Have a great day. Well, as they say, there is only one first, and in the river cruising world, there's only one christening cruise when it comes to a new ship. So joining us now to talk about river cruises is travel writer Alona Karemski about the christening cruise she recently took on the new Avalon Envision and how she got to meet and hang out a little bit with the author of the book Eat, Pray, Love, Elizabeth Gilbert, who is the godmother of the Avalon Envision. Hi, Alona. Hi, Randy. I'm excited to hear all about the uh, Avalon Envision. Uh, you were on the christening cruise. i got to be careful how I say that. Uh, how is, what was that like? The christening cruise was out of this world. I had never experienced anything like this before. It was my first time uh, going. And uh, the biggest, biggest reason was because I am a huge fan of the book Eat, Pray, Love and the godmother for the Avalon Envision is Elizabeth Gilbert. So um, that took me to the beautiful banks of the Danube in Hungary in the capital of Budapest on a gorgeous spring day back in April to uh, be part of this really uh, historic ceremony, Uh, historic on many levels because it was her first christening. It was my first christening cruise. And uh, there was just uh, so much sparkle and dazzle in the air. Well, it sounds all very exciting. Now let's uh, talk about the ship itself. It's a new ship, so did it have that newness about it? 
The newness, uh, you certainly feel it because the uh, interior design was made by uh, several different Dutch designers. Uh, so you get this mod feeling plus splashes of color that really evokes an uh, 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 oat experience. Uh, you have the luxury aspects. But the nice thing about it is it's not stuffy. So when you walk inside, yeah, you feel like it's new, but the um, ex experience and the atmosphere was more of a luxury comfort level. Uh, it's more laid back than uh, the usual uh, high-end, uh, you know, butler service with the white gloves. <laughs> uh, this was uh, this was not like that at all. But the uh, the newness certainly comes off because Avalon uh, introduced this newest uh, suite ship. They're calling it because. Um, there are two levels of suites, and they're known as panorama suites. Uh, it's the first in the industry that allows for open-air balconies. So basically, you get rooms with the view. They like to call it rooms with the suite view, and <laughs> I certainly agree with them because you really don't feel like leaving your room once you're inside. The amenities were all spectacular. Uh, my room had um, Occitane products, which is from France. I had uh, fluffy um, robes and slippers uh, with the turndown service. Uh, you felt like you were at a luxury hotel in the evenings. And the um, room was just furnished with the newest um, technologies, like they have the USB ports everywhere. There's a very spacious bathroom that I was quite surprised to see because normally when you take river cruises, uh, you get the standard size, but somehow the, the folks who designed it made this larger uh, feeling, so the showers were even larger, and uh, the, uh, the room just was so spacious. I mean, mm -hmm. you really just wanted to get in there and stay, but of course, when you go to these gorgeous cities and being based in Budapest, uh, you, you definitely have to get out and see what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's another thing that I, I explored, yes. <laughs> well, I guess that's the, the crux of everything. You, you love your, your ship and you don't want to leave it, but then you have to leave it because there's so much to see and do, right? Exactly. And that's the fun thing about river cruising, Randy, is you get to go out and explore different cities, uh, different days, and you have the uh, evening experience with dining. Uh, they, this uh, particular cruise, they have different varieties of dining, uh, so you don't need to reserve of a seating. Um, it's a la carte. You go in. It's more flexible. Uh, the schedule is uh, pretty open. And if you want to have more one-on-one -on -one with your bestie, they've got uh, different bistro lounges that you can head up to and still receive that same service. Uh, and on sunny days, you can head up to the sun deck, and they've got a sky grill there, and you can order um, some order, you know, amazing barbecue or just uh, snacky menu items and sit outside and watch the world go by. Mm -hmm. Well, how much actual cruising is there between uh, ports of call? I'm going to use that for lack of a better term. Sure. Well, with the um, types of river cruises, this particular one, the Avalon Envision, uh, is on the Danube River, and it is based uh, either in Budapest or it goes up to Linz or to Passau. And the um, river cruising uh, with this particular cruise, it will be pro approximately from 8 to 11 days, depending. So it's more of a longer journey. But uh, you're getting more cities in, um, and there is time for sales. So you do get sale days. 
But because it's rivers and you're talking Europe, um, cities are closer together. So your sail days would not be quite like an ocean cruiser where you're out for days and days and don't see any land. Mm-hmm. When you're, you're always seeing land and you're always um, going to be checking out different locks. So, uh, yeah. You mentioned a few places. What, uh, what other places stood out for you on your itinerary? Well, the biggest, uh, uh, mine was a shortened version of the longer trip itinerary that uh, regular folks do, but uh, the biggest standout for me was Budapest. Um, my parents are from Hungary, and my mom as, actually was born in Budapest on the Buddha side. She likes to point that out every time <laughs> anyone would ask her where she was born. I learned that um, the people in Budapest are quite proud of what side of the Danube they are residing on, and the story for her is the people who stay on the Buddha side are more of the glamorous type. So they like leisure, they like the regalness because the castle is there, it's the castle district. So the uh, highlight for me was definitely Budapest, and uh, I explored places I did not even know about. I mean, this capital, um, of course, is famous for its hot springs, uh, there's spas everywhere. But the other thing is, there are caves. I mean, there are literally hundreds of caves in the capital of Budapest, Hmm. on the Buddha side. And I went one day cave diving, if you will, uh, with the spectacular Liz Gilbert. Uh, She and I, and as well as her family, who went with her, it was her mom and dad. Uh, It was actually her mom on this particular hike. Uh, We went down into different cave systems and explored stalagmites, stalactites, and uh, just could not believe the depth of the, uh, the, these uh, caves. I mean, you, can't, you could get lost in them. <laughs> One of our guides said, hey, it, it would take you two weeks just to explore this particular cave system if you were to come and wow. see it all. Yeah. And now, is that part of one of the uh, shore excursions that are uh, available with uh, this so cruise? Right, yeah. So with Avalon, um, there are three new categories of shore excursions that people can take. Uh, that one, I decided I'm going to turn active. So we did the active tour uh, and the active gets people more um, motivated into doing, you know, higher impact um, exercise type type of tours. So it could be cycling. They did cycling across Budapest one day. Um, they did canoeing up in uh, the Visegrad area. Uh, Liz did that, and I decided to hang out with the classic folks again uh, and learn more about the history of the Visegrad plus the Estergom. So. There are different itineraries set up for the different style of um, level of excursions that you want to take. So active is one. The other one is known as classic, and you get led by um, a tour guide expert who takes you into the gems of the cities. And then the other one is called discovery. That's the other new segment uh, Avalon introduced. And Discovery, they noticed it was for folks who really want to get their hands dirty or want to learn uh, more tactile things. So it could be things like cooking classes or hmm. uh, making bookmarks or painting or um, ex- you know excursions like that. So th- those are really nice levels of um, variety that people can, can look at when mm-hmm. they want to book uh, an excursion. The other nice thing I learned was you get excursions included. So you will have one excursion a day that's included in the um, price for the Avalon and Vision. 
And there's also other add-ons, too. So, you know, you don't um, get pinged for everything, which is nice because sometimes cruise lines like to uh, put things mm-hmm. in and you realize at the end that there's extra billing. But they have meals included, uh, drinks, uh, alcohol is included in your meals. And then there's other nice things like um, their high tea afternoon or their snacks and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The article is called How to Eat, Pray, Love on Avalon Envision. I found it on the uh, Ships Ahoy website, shipsahoy.com. I'm sure you can find it on the mycompass.ca website as well. And Alona Karemsky is a travel writer, producer of My Compass TV. Again, her website, mycompass.ca. Uh, pleasure to chat, Alona. Thank you so much, Randy. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Well, Grouse Mountain is a very popular spot in Vancouver for visitors and locals alike. So I thought it'd be cool to learn a bit more about the summer activities going on at Grouse Mountain and the sights to see in general. So joining me now is Julia Grant. She is the communications manager at Grouse Mountain. Their website is grousemountain.com. Hi, Julia. Hello, Randy. Thank you for having me. Well, thanks. I'm looking on your website, grousemountain.com. It's got quite a history to it that I don't think a lot of people would realize, do they? No, it's, that's right. We've been around for uh, many, many years. We actually just completed our 92nd winter season, I believe. So definitely a lot of winter activities for a long time, but we've really developed a lot of variety in our summer activities over the, the last few years and have a, a lot of things that are fun for everyone to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So which is busier, summer, summer or winter? I imagine you both, have, uh, both seasons have something to offer, right? That's true. We do have a lot of year-round adventure, but uh, we do see more visitors in our summer season at the peak of Vancouver. And uh, so winter is a more kind of local families, things like that, coming up to enjoy our winter sports. But uh, we see visitors from around the world coming and joining us in the summer. Mm -hmm. It's popular with both, isn't it? Uh, Visitors Mm -hmm. and with locals. That's right. There's sort of a bit of something for everyone. Uh, a lot of people know the uh, infamous, I'll say, gross grind. Uh, a lot of locals enjoy that, but then get to enjoy our mountaintop activities. And coming to Vancouver from, uh, from elsewhere in the world, uh, you definitely want to take in the views from our sky ride and the top of the mountain of uh, the beautiful surroundings. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll talk about some of that. Uh, what's the summer been like so far? Uh, we've been having a good summer so far, uh, seeing lots of people. Uh, lots of people joining us. We kicked off our season on the May long weekend and have been uh, running all our summer activities since then. So what are some of the popular ones? I'm looking again on your website. It's grousemountain.com. Mm-hmm. you got the super sky ride. you got zip lines. you got uh, lumberjack show. Uh, where do you begin when you plan a day up there? It's, it's hard to, to pick one place to start, um, but uh, definitely a, a good place to start, I would say, would be our uh, two resident grizzly bears who were orphaned. A visit to Grinder and Kula is always popular. You get to see them in their habitat, uh, roaming around. Sometimes they're taking a swim or playing or foraging for, for food in their habitat, and it's a great opportunity to see some of BC's wildlife up close. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- now, let's uh, talk about just getting there. Uh, people in Vancouver obviously know probably how to get there. But if you're a visitor, uh, mm-hmm. how, how would you get there? What's the best way? 
Uh, well, the easiest way, if you're staying in downtown Vancouver, we're just located 15 minutes outside of downtown, uh, you can hop on our complimentary shuttle that leaves from Canada Place. So that'll take you right up to the mountain, and then you can hop on the Skyride up to the mountaintop to enjoy our activities. Mm-hmm. And I understand, too, with the Skyride, you can actually ride on top of the car, right? That is correct. <laughs> that looks like Skyride, fun. <laughs> yeah, it's called our Skyride Surf Adventure. And you actually stand in a specially designed platform on top of the tram car. So it's open air, 360 degree views. It's uh, it's spectacular on a beautiful day. Uh, it's it's my favorite way to ride the Skyride personally. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, it's for those of you scared of heights or anything, it's not actually too scary. The Skyride goes at a nice, reasonable pace and you just get to check in check out the amazing views. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a chairlift, I understand. Yes, so once you're up on top of the mountain, if you want to go even further, right up to the very peak to take in the, the most views, uh, you can hop on our peak chairlift, and that's included in your mountain admission. Now, what are some of the new things that uh, people, let's say, I don't know, they uh, haven't been there for a couple of years, uh, what would they notice that might be new this year? Well, our newest activity, which we're really excited about, is our mountain ropes adventure. And it's actually a series of four aerial ropes courses suspended in the trees in the forest on the mountaintop. So there's, there's hanging bridges, there's some zip lines, there's things you have to crawl through, climb across, that kind of stuff. And uh, you can start at sort of a, an easier level and work your way up through the courses. They get a bit harder as you go through. But mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a lot of fun. Oh, I bet. And now tell me about the zip lines. Mm-hmm. We do have zip lines. If you want to go a little bit faster, focus on just the zip lines. We have our mountain zip line tour. There's three zip lines on our mountaintop plateau. And then as part of your tour, you actually hop on the peak chairlift and go up to the peak to the top two zip lines, which go across to our neighboring peak, Dam Mountain and Brack. And uh, those, are the, those are the best views that you can get from there. Uh, for some of these things, uh, do you have to book in advance or would you be waiting in line? Uh, what, how does that work? Well, we do recommend booking in advance because that way uh, you're more able to get the date and time that you're looking for. But we do take walk-ins. If, uh, if you're on the mountain and decide you want to uh, enjoy one of these activities, we're always happy to try and fit you in. But we definitely do recommend booking online in advance. And you can do all that through our website at grousemountain.com. Mm-hmm. And for someone who hasn't been for a while or maybe not at all, uh, what are some of the things that they need to know or should know, uh, some insider tips perhaps? Um, I would suggest uh, getting here early. I think that's a, sort of a, it's a great way to start your day um, and allow some time to be able to get on the Skyride and take it up. If you want to, uh, if you're planning to check out one of the activities, that takes you a little bit of time to get up there. They run every 15 minutes, so that's uh, something to, um, to do. Uh, a great way to access the mountain early and uh, visit two of our, our most popular residents that I mentioned earlier is our Breakfast with the Bears program, mm-hmm. and that's you actually book in advance and you get early access to the mountain. You meet with with one of our wildlife rangers who takes you up ahead of the general public. You get to go over, see Grinder and Kula waking up, having their breakfast in their habitat. You get a private ranger talk, and then you head in for a buffet breakfast right near the grizzly habitat. And then you're up on the mountain, you've been fed, and you're ready to take in the rest of the activities of the day. Cool. That sounds like a great time. And I imagine mm-hmm. while you're being on a mountain, if you're there all day, I, I suppose the weather could change uh, rather quickly, right? So you should be prepared yes. for that, I would imagine. Yeah. 
bringing some layers or having a jacket with you just in case the weather changes. And uh, you've got some area to cover. So we've got walking paths around the mountaintop, but having some, some good footwear that you can do some walking in for the day, especially if you're going to take up the peak chairlift. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit more of a uh, mountaintop path up there. So uh, having some good footwear is always good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you did mention breakfast with the bears. There's other dining options up there for, for lunch and dinner, right? Yes, that's right. We have a variety of restaurants in our chalet. Uh, we have some fresh grab-and-go options from our gross grind coffee bar, or there's sort of a, a more casual dining on our main floor of the chalet, a Lupin's Cafe. It's got a grill. They have a pizza oven. Uh, if you want to take in, we think it's the best patio view in BC, you can uh, head to Altitude's Bistro and sit out on the patio and maybe enjoy some mountain nachos or or um, something to a cold drink and, uh, and just enjoy the view. What is Eye of the Wind? So Eye of the Wind, it's our uh, wind turbine that's located on the peak of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's actually pretty unique. Uh, it's the only one in the world that has a viewing pod attached to the blades of the turbine. <laughs> so you can actually go up an elevator inside the turbine and come out in this view pod and you get 360 degree views. Oh my goodness. It's the highest vantage point <laughs> that you can see Vancouver. It's pretty special. I, I guess uh, the thing to remember would be your camera, right? Because there must yeah, be some spectacular pictures. Now, oh, th- yes. <laughs> things like paragliding, and, and I probably mentioned this before, and you have a heli, t- heli tours as well. Those, I think, you probably want to book in advance, don't you? Yes, those are best booked in advance to make sure that you can uh, get your time, you're prepared, you have all the information in advance. But those are some uh, definitely ways to uh, take in the views from the skies and, uh, and see a little bit more of our North Shore mountains over here. There's uh, so much to do. You could probably spend a week up there and go back and forth up and down the mountain to to take it all in. Uh, Did I miss anything? Um, I think just some of our, the demonstrations or shows that we have included with your mountain admission. There's there's a lot of good activities for a variety of ages. We have our world-famous lumberjack shows uh, that run daily. There's three times a day, and they are always lots of fun. You get to see two lumberjacks compete in various things like axe throwing and log rolling and they, they tell some bad jokes, but it's always entertaining. <laughs> uh, and then we have our birds in motion demonstration, which is, is really neat. It's, it's, you get to see uh, birds of prey do flying demonstrations. They come right up close. You learn about eagles, hawks, owls, uh, that kind of thing. And it's, it's really special. Well, it sounds like, uh, well, there's so much to do up there, but it sounds like um, a jam-packed day of, of activities. What are the hours for the summer anyway? Our summer hours, we open at 9 a.m. and we close at 10 p.m. So you have a full day to enjoy all the things going on. Uh, sounds like lots of fun. It's Grouse Mountain. GrouseMountain.com is the website. Uh, lots of info there. And Julia Grant is the communications manager with Grouse Mountain. Thanks for chatting, Julia. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.